Welcome to the podcast, The Whimsical Rant. Each episode, I'll rant about a wide range of topics. I like to rant. Ranting's good. I'm David Hamley, a.k.a. Hammer Time. I'm a stand-up comedian from Melbourne, and I run a headliner comedy room. I'm not famous, but my contacts list is, and I love to drop names, like my co-host, KB. Nice segue, Hammer Time. I am KB, but you can call me Casey Boy. I'm a recently retired veteran of the airline industry. Now I live vicariously through the exploits of others like Hammer Time. I've known the great man for over 50 years, 50 very long years. He's an excellent public speaker, singer, actor and comedian, as well as being an all-round great guy. Hope I haven't missed anything, Hammer Time. I was having a bit of trouble reading your writing. Anyway, happy days. Let the rant begin. Okay, so uh, welcome to our first episode, and uh, we'll start off with a fantastic segment where I'll find out what my co-host's been doing, and it's called <laughs> What's Up, Casey Boy? What's up, Casey Boy? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up, Casey Boy? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, spill the beans, KB. What's up at the moment? Well, not a lot, Dave. Mm. Looks like we've got to do a lot of work on that segment. We'll move yeah. on. Now it's time for a feel-good story. There have been some positives to come out of the pandemic. Look at the environment. There's been a reduction in pollution throughout the world. The water in the Grand Canal in Venice is clean for the first time in years, and there have been images circulating of dolphins swimming in the canal. Dolphins, KB. Dolphins. Images which have been photoshopped. And in northern India, the Himalayas are visible for the first time in 30 years. They have blue skies, KB, and the locals have been singing, blue skies smiling at me, nothing but blue skies. Do I see? It's amazing how they sound just like Willie Nelson. There will also be a reduction in the amount of garbage on TV. The lockdown means that in early 2021, there will probably be no new series of Married at First Sight, My Kitchen Rules, I'm a Celebrity and The Block. The millions of viewers who have made these shows popular will have to find new ways of losing brain cells. The attention seekers who participate in these shows will have to find new ways of getting their 15 minutes of fame and the networks will have to try to find more intelligent programming to fill their schedules. Way to go, pandemic. And now I have a special musical tribute. It's to all the men and women who would be recording episodes of reality shows if we weren't in lockdown. It's a rework of the Alice Cooper classic, School's Out, and it's called Fools Out for Lockdown. Rock and roll. They make lots of noise The vacuous boys and girls Well, we can't respect them They're such a drag Attention seeking just ain't my bad Who's out for lockdown? Who's out forever? Reality Shows are in pieces. No more winners, no more cooks, no more 
Nothing for underachievers. Fools are out completely. So, at great expense to the management, that was David Hammer Time Hamley on lead vocals, David T-Bone Barnett on guitar and backing vocals, and David Casey Boy K. Smith on back announcements. Now that's what I call a plethora of Davids. And now it's Bolter time. Andrew Bolt had this fascinating opinion piece in the Herald Sun. How did we get our lockdown measures so wrong? Early predictions of 60,000 coronavirus deaths panicked our politicians into imposing extreme bans, several of which are now clearly way over the top, writes Andrew Bolt. Now, I can only assume that the Bolter is a big fan of Sweden's approach to the pandemic. They've gone with herd immunity and no lockdown. Sweden have a population of 10.2 million and they've had 2,355 deaths. Australia has a population of 25 million and we've only had 89 deaths using the lockdown approach. So Sweden has 25 times the number of deaths and less than half our population. Poor old Bolter. He's clearly taken leave of his senses. Even his usually parochial extreme right-wing followers aren't going with him on this one. Even they can understand that the lockdown measures are the reason that we've had very few deaths. Silly Bolter. And now it's time for the humanitarian of the year. He's a man who has his finger on the pulse of all the most important issues affecting the world right now. It's Tim Smith, the Liberal member for Q. He was on Twitter accusing our chief medical officer, Brett Sutton, of giving bullshit advice to the state government. And that bullshit advice was in relation to the ban on golf. Apparently, Timmy is upset that you can play golf in New South Wales, but you can't play in Victoria. And he also wants the bat colony moved out of his electorate because they might spread viruses. I've only got one thing to say to Tim. Wee! 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 Tim Smith. He's the king of first world problems. Now it's on to music. Lady Gaga's Global Citizen One World Benefit concert was a major letdown. It was just one long advertisement for the large corporations donating money and equipment during the pandemic. It was full of brand placements for IBM, Apple, Pepsi, etc., and heavily made up celebrities, hello Beyonce, sharing all their platitudes and best wishes for the frontline workers from their lavish mansions. KB, Beyonce would have needed a spatula to remove all of her makeup after the recording, and the artists were supposed to be performing live, but most of them were obviously pre-recorded. J-Lo sang, people, people who need people are the luckiest people. Unlike my magnificent version, she wasn't performing live. And she was back by a full orchestra. Now, that's what I call keeping it real, J-Lo. Sadly, Paul McCartney and Elton John didn't get the memo about pre-recording their segments. They both sang live and they both sounded awful. But at least they were genuine, KB, about the only genuine thing about this dreadful concert. But just one week later, Australian and New Zealand showed Uncle Sam how it should be done. The music from the Homefront concert was brilliant. It was a tasteful and fitting tribute to the Anzacs and the pandemic frontline workers. It was put together in only six days by Michael Gudinski and Jimmy Barnes. There were no tacky corporate promotions, a lot of the acts performed live, and there wasn't a mansion to be seen. Now, I must give a special mention to the Australian band, The Rubens, not to be confused with the delicious sandwich. They sang their new single, and their performance was truly unique. All five members of the band appeared to be in the same location. Social distancing was out the window, KB. We could have collected thousands of dollars in fines. And their lead singer was wearing a T-shirt full of holes. He must have got the wrong one out of the laundry basket. 
So make sure you buy their single so he can afford a new T-shirt and maybe a trip to Specsavers. And now it's time for the Sport Report. As we all know, AFL football's on a hiatus at the moment. I miss my weekly football fix and Fox footy aren't helping. They've come up with this lame concept called Total Recall. They take a classic game from the last 30 years, then ruin it with unnecessary new commentary. I wanted to watch the last quarter of an absolute classic, the 99 prelim final between Carl and Essendon, but it was unbearable, KB. I couldn't listen to Anthony Hudson, Jonathan Brown, and Nick Rewald pretending to be excited when they already knew the result. Actors, they're not. There was nothing wrong with the original commentary. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Foxtel. Boo, Foxtel. Boo! Ring the siren! Despite the government's extremely generous stimulus package, there are still plenty of people lining up at Centrelink offices. I've never been inside a Centrelink office, but I know someone who has, KB. Very funny, Hammer Time. Yes, I had to go to the Centrelink office in Coburg after the collapse of Ansett Airlines in 2001. While I was there, a couple of loud, feral-looking blokes walked in. I made the mistake of looking at them. One of them came up to me and said, have I got dickhead written on my forehead? And I said, well, now that you mention it, then his mate came over and said, you better watch out or we'll throw you out the window. So I bid a hasty retreat. But in my haste to leave, I accidentally trod on this guy's foot. He said, I think you've broken my foot. So I did the only thing I could under the circumstances. I ran away. Hey, hammer time. Didn't you also have an altercation with ferals one day? I did indeed, KB. I was in the city after the 2005 AFL Grand Final. The group of drunken West Coast Eagles supporters walking towards me. They were abusing everybody that walked past. I also made the mistake of looking at them. One of them shouted at me, what are you looking at, F-head? And I shouted back, who told you my name? And they laughed and laughed, but the joke was on them, KB, because my name isn't F-head, it's Hammer Time. And finally, a shout-out to the Bureau of Meteorology for some interesting long-range weather predictions late last year. On December 11, the bomb announced in a press release that we were set to swelter for another six months before the next significant rain in May 2020. Fast forward to April 7, and the bomb announced that Melbourne has had its wettest start of the year since 1911. That's 109 years. Oops. All I can say is it looks like their weather modelling forecast bombed big time. Boom, boom. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this first episode of the Whimsical Rant. We look forward to your listening company for episode two real soon. P.S. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>